Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com and Supercon 2018, Return of the Con. Keep turning those pages. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, Dr. Stanley Godspeed himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. And across me, there he is, the man himself, Benjamin Gates. How you doing? Garrett? Hi. And my name is Marvin. I am Cameron Poe. This is the uh, Wednesday Comics podcast for the week of August 7th. 2019, uh, we're going to tell you the comics that came out this week and review them for you to uh, play a special little game at the end. Very special. Very, very special. Uh, but before we get there, I had a question for you guys. Uh, were we the supposed to know who section. we were? Because I have no idea who that is. You, yeah, tell us, you, sure. know. Okay. you know who that is. Nope. Don't even. I know you know who that is. Benjamin he Gates. He probably doesn't know who any of these fucking people nope. are. You know. Because I don't know who any of them are. Benjamin Gates. Benjamin Gates. Um, free talk. I just wanted to ask you guys a question. Uh, mainly because last week, I think we were in that flood warning when okay. we were here in the studio. Right. And you talked about your uh, comic collection. Correct. Right. And how you have to try to save it from the flood every time it rains. You got sandbags, right? I got sandbags in front of my back door. Uh, that's temporary because I actually just got a pallet, like some pallets to put my comic book boxes on. Nice. So now that's I'm almost done. I you ever think about building a moat around your house? Get rid of that issue? No, no. I don't but, think a moat would help unless there's no water in it to begin with. Well, right. You can slide down into the moat because you can make like tiger traps around it. I suppose. A trench, then there you be go. fucking. Uh, get well, I'm, my not, ass. I'm not fighting people, so I don't need trenches. Hey, you know what? You never know. Someone might go, hey, let's go over there. So I was going to ask you, you recently, so you want to make sure your comic collection is taken care of. Alex has them in special containers. Yep. Um, I take very good care of mine, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually was wondering, because this week um, I was uh, looking to uh, get rid of some of them, and I just wanted to ask you two. Sorry. (laughs) I just wanted to ask you two, uh, when do you get rid of them? When are we getting rid of them? Yeah. Uh, over my dead body. But I mean, do you keep all of them? You're ever going to sort through and just keep the ones that are good? I mean, I'll get There's rid of the ones shit that... Oh, I know. Uh, I've gotten rid of shit before. Like, uh, Fight who's Club the two? one? Oh, and uh, Nocente's Green Arrow around. I got rid of that real quick. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. Because eventually, right? Yeah, if you shit. get, Let's say you get... What's the average you get about a week? 10? More? Mm, 15? Yeah, 10 would be good. We'll say 10 just to lowball it. 10 a week. Mm-hmm. A m- in one month, you get about 40 books. Right. Within a year, you get 480. Nice. Right? Way to go. And so, if that keeps growing, you don't get any of them. When you got to move, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. So, uh, when do you uh, cull the herd? I mean, depending on how Tom King finishes Batman, I could get like rid of 100 books real quick. <laughs> so, that'd be exciting. Um, the Let me ask. Oh, no. You would keep those. Never mind. Which ones? Let's just say the Superman Bendis books, even though you don't like the Superman one. Yeah. You would get, you would collector in me. Can't help it. But... I don't care that I have a bunch of long boxes because, yeah, I, I've transported them all to, like, my apartment before, like, when I had an apartment, and I would do it again. I've only got 18 boxes. Holy boxes. shit. That's what I mean. I mean, I mean, what I mean do you to be fair, it? I mean, to be fair, I'd probably have that amount, too. It's yeah. Just, 
weird yeah, here. Yeah, don't holy shit. I mean, you got so, like a freaking, what is it, a 12-foot rack with three shelves? Uh, it's... He's got other shit on there, too. Not just comics, though. I say, to be fair, I need to rework it because those boxes I have are too, like, they're wasteful. Mm. Where I need to get more, more. I don't want to get the written actual cases for them anymore because it's like, that's a lot of money to throw away. Mm-hmm. Where I can just get cheap, not cheap, but cheaper boxes that have, like, locks on them because that's what I want to get for them. Yeah. To keep them more sealed. And then I can fit more on my my shelf. Um, Do you both have a, a list of version comics you have? Yep. I know Garrett does. Mine's I, all on Google Docs. When I eventually get all my board in bag and I get new ba- boxes to actually put them in, I'm literally going to go through and go, okay, this is everything I have. Here's the either the writing team that started it, and that's what it's going to be, or it's the all new, all different, or it's the whatever ridiculous new title that they have but for you don't Spider-Man. Have, I thought you had a list, too. I do. I do. I have it's a, not complete, a, though, you're saying. I have a spreadsheet, and it's, for the most part, pretty good. But I need to, when I go through it again, I need to touch it up. So you guys have uh, you ever had a house fire? You have the list so you can get reimbursed for them. I mean, no. And I've, I've thought about fire blankets though. I there there are literally only probably we'll say a hundred issues that I literally want to get paid back for that I've either spent a lot of money for or that I have sentimental value towards. There's other things like that would ever happen. Knock on wood. Uh, one, I've got them covered already. Mm. Like by insurance? Damn. I wanted to make sure that if something were to happen, at least I was covered. But they wouldn't. They couldn't replace the actual books. They just give you the monetary. The money they, they, they give me the money that. The and then he would have to go look. Yeah, hey, that guy likes to chase, anyways. I say, he likes to hunt. Saga number one. Let's find no, someone. That's who like has Craven it. hunting all the animals, <laughs> and then all the animals fuck you over. You grow up in another. So you want Alex? And you have to do it all. Your house burns down. God forbid. Well, first off, sorry, put the house. Um, I mean, I don't mean that as an apology. I just mean that in general. Um, I didn't do anything. Um, but uh, I will. Uh, you can come here and buy all the comics that you need uh, from me. I'll give them to you. Whoa. Wow. I thought you already have one. I do. No, I but it's if a house burns down safe, oh, and then the insurance company gives them the money, but he can't find it. That's right here. Right there. Alex, so how much buddy, money did you give for you now for the same thing? No. no, I'm saying out of desperation. <laughs> out, of, out of being a friend and helping out. That way you guys have to go to eBay and get jacked up on that bidding price and we get fucked over. <laughs> be like, how much money did they give you for that issue? Okay, fair trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he'd be like, yeah, they give me five bucks for it. I'm like, eh. Oh, that, that's one. Like, for me, Saga number one is one of those books that Pump was willing to throw down some change, but it won't be an issue. Anyway. Wait, don't you have it? Yeah, I have it. Well, I then why do you keep looking at my issue over here? can never have too many. That's what I just said. I was like, never why are you eyeballing that? Papa's he wants two in case one day he runs into Brian Kivan and uh, Fiona Staples can get oh. that one signed. Oof. Which one would be more valuable? And then he'll get one of them sealed up. I, In all honesty, I'd almost give it to Fiona Staples as more prominent in that book. She puts so much effort into that art, and that art is... Would you get one for reading, one you for the signing, and then another one? Yeah. I'd, you know, in all honesty, that's one of those books that I would collect them just to say... I've got five issues of Saga. Would you print the first issue cover on a blanket so you could snuggle with it all the time? I don't know if my wife would like that because <laughs> Elena, Elena's got her breast hanging out feeding Hazel. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, do the picture from the Saga book one, the big heart cover that we get. Oh, here. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's one. That's what I need yeah. to snuggle up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a closer picture of that <laughs> breastfeeding. <stuff. laughs> and the earth. Of course, the earth is there, too. Water planets. For the record, I have thought about selling some issues, mostly like garbage, like Fight Club 2. 
Yeah, that like books that's like I don't I don't care for it. And it almost that's the sells. thing though, when it's shit, it's hard to sell shit. I know that's the thing is no one else. Will, oh my gosh, he's selling Fight Club two the whole twelve issues for mm. twenty bucks. You'd have to get back. Let to me the, buy that. You have to get back to like what's his name, uh, Chuck Palahniuk or whatever the author of Fight Club. Be like, hey, <laughs> I got a whole set here. No one bought this shit. You want it? <laughs> you want it? Five oh dollars. man, I'll buy it. <laughs> you know what? I I would gladly take a dollar per book. Mm-hmm. Give me fifteen dollars. I know there's only twelve, but. Uh, I have to have monetary value. It has to be end in mm-hmm. five. Make Fifteen bucks, I'll sell it to you. Be done with it. House of X number two. Jonathan Hickman is the writer, and Pepe Larez is the artist with Marty uh, Gracia as the uh, color artist. Uh, the um, second issue of House of X, the third issue in Jonathan Hickman's X Men run, right? Yes, yep. third. That will. Uh, what did you say, House or Powers? House. Okay. That will are both leading to a new X Men ongoing from Jonathan Hickman. So we have this issue is called the Curious Case of Mora X. Yep, and uh, we see the story of um, for the first time ever she has powers. Usually she's just a human. Mm-hmm. So now in this uh, Hickman uh, retcon, I guess in a way, um, she has powers of reincarnation. You know, the weird thing is depends because, I mean, I, I get the, the reincarnation power is new, but who's to say she never had it before? We just never, there's never the call to it. We just never it. knew about it's it. It's never been seen before, yeah. Yeah, it's never been focused on. A reincarnation, not a reincarnation in which she comes back as a different person. She also comes back as the same person and the same time she just gets to relive, relive her life again, almost in a way like uh, Edge Tomorrow, Live, Right, Die, Repeat. Uh, it just repeats yeah. from the yeah. beginning, but she remembers the last life. So she can take that knowledge and keep going. Um, and so we see all the way up to uh, Life, Life 10. Seven. Oh, you're right. You're right, 10. You're right. The Life 10 one is the one we saw in the first House of X book when she uh, met Xavier on the bench. And when he read her mind, she said, I know more than uh, you think. And he, sure, he read her mind and said, whoa, uh, that's because he saw all those lives. And he saw all the future, basically. Um, what do you guys think overall about this issue? Um, you know, I liked it. Uh, good character study on Moira. You know, I thought it was really cool. One of the scenes that sticks with me the most is that, like, basically Moira would just wake up in the womb and just be like, yeah, I know all this shit that's supposed to come. Oh, that was right. I'm going to use conscious this. In the womb. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to use this time to think about things. I was like, it's kind of fucking creepy. Like, like nine months? Oh, no, I guess you want to be. I'm guessing she's five to What's the gestation period? Five, six months? Well, gestation's nine months. I know, but what point is that? When you get your brain, uh, when your brain starts to function like that, I'm sure it's got to be what five. Hmm. When your brain is one of the first things to be formed, so you're always thinking. But at that point in time, where she's actually got the umbilical cord, she's growing into more of a looks like a human. She's got to be yeah five to seven months old. Now, a couple of rules of her powers, just based on what the that one villain told Destiny. her. Um, Destiny. Really, that's, that's the name. That's the yeah. name. Her, 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 her hey, it, name it looked like uh, I have a map. Ooh. What? Who? Moira? No, no the, the bad, bad person. The bad, the bad, yeah. the bad yeah. girl who's telling her. Oh, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, said that a you only have a certain amount of lives, and she thinks it was ten or eleven. Right. Uh, they, she wasn't sure. Um, if you no ten, but if you play your cards right, you'll have an eleventh. And then also, if she's killed before she becomes a teenager, 13. thirteen. Then her powers wouldn't uh, come out, and she wouldn't be able to come back. Mm, so, right. which that's a crazy power to have to be re- reincarnated. Like, how does that even happen? What happens to your body? 
Do you just I'm form sure your body dies? She dies basically in her consciousness, yeah. like herself, just goes back in the past and gets put back in the baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. So she lives the same life. Yeah, it's the same. It's life. the same. Okay. That's interesting. That's why she said like she would be like the second life. So in the first life, she had a nice normal life, and uh, she knew she was different, but she didn't know how. She had a husband. She had kids, and then the second life. She went to go meet that husband, but then it felt boring to her because she knew already, already what was going to happen, yeah. and so that didn't last. And then there was all the life. Well, then she she made the is that the cure is number two. I think it's uh, no, it three? it's like three or four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then there was one after the cure because she had met Xavier in like life two or three and thought he was a pompous ass. And then later on, she actually gets to know him and falls in love with him. Um, but that was also based on like she knew where he was going to be. That's why they kept showing that scene in the bar over and over again because yep. she knew he would be there. Uh, so yeah, it would be the same life, the same time mm-hmm. uh, line, it's the same mom, everything. She just would restart basically. Yep, yep. same I would family. Say that Moira's done a lot of good things, a lot of fucked up things. Like, well, she tried. She went to ver- basically every single person in the mutant community mm-hmm. that has some sort of ideology and was like, "Let me try this one, see if this works." Right. Until she got to the end. And she's with Xavier now on 10. Uh, but it almost seems like she's changed Xavier in a way that he's not the Xavier that we used to know. And now it's the Xavier that knows the future and knows what humans are going to do no matter what he tries. So maybe he's not as nice. That's what it seems like. I would say this whole series in general, like this book is very heavily about Charles Xavier, but he's the character you know the least about in this series. And that kind of like, I'm thinking of it like invaders, like how much of a kind of a dick that Charles oh, yeah. Xavier is in that mm-hmm. book. Uh, it makes me think of that heavily. Like I haven't seen Charles Xavier do one thing in this entire series yet where it's like that good heartwarming, like, Hey, you're a good guy, professor X. It's more like, I feel like you're going to murder me and my entire say, family. What shady X. thing are you doing right now? Um, Cause that, and that's the one thing that I think Moira knows so much about is the shadiness. I mean, she's had a relationship with Apocalypse. She teamed up with Magneto, uh, Magneto to take yeah. over the world, and he got shut down by the Avengers. He, she had a relationship with Charles Xavier, had kids with him, had kids with the normal human, tried to kill off the mutant race, including herself, uh, but she got shut down by Mystique and Pyro, which was a hard scene to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mystique catches her, and Destiny's talking to her and goes, you know, you only have these 11 lives to live, or maybe 11, depends on how you play your cards. Mystique calls over Pyro, and Pyro goes, Mystique tells him, uh, make sure you burn her slowly so that she remembers what this feels like. Oh, my gosh. It's like, you're a monster. Yeah, that was horrible. But Destiny did bring up a good point. He's like, hey, if you keep going your route where she was trying to cure mutants and not fight for mutants, she's like, I'll know about it because I can tell what's going to happen in the future based on the decisions you make. So I thought that was kind of creepy, too. It's like a future serial killer. Like, hey. If you make the decision to go against the mutants, I will find you and I will kill you. Yep. Like, you are done. We'll redo this again. Right. Um, So, if we're looking at that timeline at the end, there's a timeline with all the 10 years. That's what I pulled up here. Are we on the 10th life right now currently? Yes. Um, I think that's the one in the House of X that we're seeing, but that does not mean that that's the one we've always seen. Because the power of X, I believe she was in that too, if I remember correctly. Um, But I don't think that's... More acts. Remember, there was that one where there was like the apocalypse war and stuff like that. Like number eight or nine or something. So I think maybe, and then the war of a man, machine, and mutant. Um, I think that's a different timeline. But I would have figured this is. I tell you year what, ten. There's no way in knowing Hickman that 
these books are all the same timeline. Oh no way! No. Well, and so there's there's two weird weird timelines that are funky. Is the number seven where she's actually an assassin and she's killing all the Trask family mm-hmm. to yes. stop the Sentinels, and the missing timeline of issue six, of six. Yeah, six, six is just blank. So when I read when I read five and it told me, oh yeah, she told Charles Xavier about her four oh, previous, and then the timeline. We didn't even see six. Oh shit! So uh, who knows what the fuck that one's doing? Oh. So maybe that's the current one we're getting right now. Where's and also five, she uh, is injured in an attack. I was in a coma, and um, it doesn't say she. It doesn't technically say she dies. It just says there was a genocide far away. So I don't know if she means that she died in that or she's still alive. Hmm. And then the other one, uh, I mean, actually, maybe she did die in that. But number nine, year forty-two, apocalypse war begins, and it's just dot 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 dot. You never see your dot. Well, I think so. So I assume the dot 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 ones are still ongoing. Those are the ones oh. we'll see. Yeah. Oh yeah, gonna, you're right. Maybe that's maybe we're, we're, we're going to see. Gonna but if you do the, look at the end, the House of X dot dot are the arrows. Yeah. Match the arrows on the timeline on the last page for the checklist. I didn't know if that had something to connect with each other. What six connect to then? But yeah, I'm, I'm sure this is all going to get revealed. But I feel like Moira has a much bigger part to this House of X and Kirkoa and all that than we think. Like I think she's probably definitely probably one of the seeds that planted that in Charles. That's like, hey, we need our own place that we can do this. We need a new way because the way that's any variable we've checked into it, nothing's working. I wonder what they call her power. I mean, not her power, but what they would call her name to be. Rewind, redo. Redo would be good. Uh, so there's three of them that are in red. I mean, maybe that's what that means. Because three of them, are, there's three dot dot dots, and the one we just saw would have been ten. Would have been ten. House of X number five and Power of X number six are also red. So we'll probably get. So what, what are the three dot dot dots? Is it um, just ten and ten and nine? Nine, ten, and then five. And oh, five dot dot dot. Okay. And there's three six red, three red categories. But that either means. Maybe one of the red ones a call back to issue or to six life six, or one of them might be the new life of eleven. Yeah, yeah. But maybe eleven's the the X Men. I mean, who's to say? This is one of those things that yeah. Jonathan Hickman has had time to do what he wants to do. He sets the seeds. We get to see he what wants grows. Us to try and figure this out, though. That's what I think he the masterpiece of his work is. He has all these diagrams and charts, and it's like we're trying to fill in the dots or connect the dots. And, uh, yeah, that makes it really fun. I'd give this issue a 10. Mm-hmm. I was very intrigued. I yeah, mean, me I think too. the science and the diagrams behind it all was just incredible. You know, the thing with Hickman also, I, I kind of tried to uh, explain it last week, but I had some time to think. Um, a lot of times his books aren't like, see, we're trying to figure it out here. A lot of times you just have to read it and let it happen. And then you can think about it after the issue. But if you try to figure out while you're reading, it gets confusing. Right. Just that they'll read the whole thing and then afterwards talk about it with somebody or read the next issue and then the stuff starts to click. Because sometimes he'll set something up and it doesn't pay off for a couple issues and then it makes sense. Right. I think the only thing I tried to figure out whilst reading, one, was the original Four Horsemen from the Apocalypse one. And I wanted to... I, I read the... Charles was being told about her first four lives on her fifth life. And then it just jumped to the next one of, here's life seven. I was like, where the hell did six go? So my biggest thing I want to know is, what did six, or has she not lived, quote unquote, lived life six? 
Well, she would have had to to get to seven, eight, nine, and ten. I suppose she wouldn't, yeah. But maybe that's kind of like Charles or her keeping that information redacted. Maybe it's so horrible what she did in that life that he blocks her from put up those barriers. Uh, at the end, it had some of the um, ciphers, and it says, next, hello, old friend, then this is what you do. So we'll see what that means, but... Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Do you think maybe, um, you know, I said you'll have 10 lives and the 11th one if you play your cards right, that whatever it turns out to be that final, uh, the uh, ongoing, the single ongoing, that that's what happens there. That's what I was thinking is that what mm-hmm. if 11 is the is the X-Men book that comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, I think because six is missing and uh, people can like time travel and... Um, maybe six is not there because she never had a, like a timeline. Maybe she tra- time traveled with some with one of these X Men. So, mm-hmm. somebody will run into six some for. But yeah. it's fun. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's very cool. good stuff. Art's fantastic too, by the way. Oh yeah, like the design work plus the art. Like the design work is Hall Hickman, but then the artwork from um, what was it, Pepe? Pepe. Yeah. Um, Who's great. doing the art for the X Men book? The new the his ongoing. Yeah. Good question. I'll look it up. I, uh, I always think this artist looks a lot like Eminem. Yeah, right. It's true. Eminem. And it's, it's a nice a nice call. I mean, not necessarily a callback, but it's a nice style. Uh, easiest style to see. I would definitely give this issue a 10. I think this whole series uh, is a good eye-opener and a really good reminder of how much I enjoy the X-Men. Right. When they're told well. When they're told well. And I've re- I mean, I've, I haven't read a lot, a lot of X-Men, but I've read a good chunk of stuff. Uh and I will admit the Bendis run was a Bendis Marvin who did Uncanny and yep. All New. That was good. That was a really mm-hmm. good run. And so then to get into this new one to see a new take on these characters and a uh, a nice new mythos building lore, which is exciting. Don't mm-hmm. we move on to the next one? Oh uh, yeah, I'm looking up this thing here for so you. So our next issue is Green Lantern number ten, written by Grant Morrison and art by Liam Sharp. Uh, we we take off from our last. I don't even think the annual has anything really to do with this other than no. a nice introduction of Hey, look at this cool Zippy Zap character. Um, this this one was weird, <laughs> in and in a, and I get it. It's meant to be weird. Grant Morrison no, this is known full for Grant Morrison, but man, 100%. I was. This is multiverse. Uh, different Green Lanterns. Uh, there's a lot of jibber jabber in this book, so we we start off with Hal is no, is it? You start with Hal. I know we see the Emerald Knight. Yep. We see uh, dude. Where's my car? Hippie guy. Hippie hippie Green Lantern. We see flashlight Green Lantern. Who? Lenal Francis. You. Okay. Oh, that'll be good. <clears throat> Uh, well, there's 12 Green Lanterns we see in this, and they're going into the Orrery of Worlds or the Bleed Space to get the, uh, the something uh, chalice. They're looking the for Holy the... Holy Grail? Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what was that called? Not the Holy Grail, but what's it called? The, in the actual book? Fuck, I'm looking it up. I can't remember what the actual name it was of like it the, was. Was it the Emerald Chalice? I, pff, green Chalice? I, no, that's not the the Jade Tiger. Cosmic Grail. Cosmic Grail. Yeah. What did you say? The Holy Grail? That's why I thought that. Well, yeah. Cosmic Grail. Yeah. Batman Green Lantern. We got uh, Hippie Green Lantern. We got the uh, Flashlight Green Lantern. Flashlight was cool. I like the flashlight. Uh, what Like the mystic 
um, Mystic Lady where her lantern's literally on her staff. Yeah. And they show up to a, is it a dead world? Yeah. What, it no, no like it's a world that has been... Devoid like, of light? Well, like erased off like the map, kind of like Star Wars style. And that's the last known location of uh, Star Staff, a Star Sapphire, which is Carol Danvers. Um, is that so, actually his Carol Danvers, or is that Carol yeah. Danvers? Nope, sorry, not Carol, Carol Danvers. Ferris. Carol Ferris, sorry. Captain Marvel shows up. I in know. This book. <laughs> Get the shit. There's a lot that happens in this book. Um, <laughs> hey, did you guys ever read uh, Blackest Night? Yes. Nope. You ready? What's that guy's name? The Black Hand. Yeah, well, but he had a different name with an N. Huh? Necro. Oh, Necro. Something. <sighs> I think that's him doing this shit or something. It could be. Is he going to show up? Is he, well, who's Pretty is dope. he the commander of the green light giant? I don't know. I've never seen that guy who before. Ever. You know, uh, when you guys were talking about earlier when I was looking up who the artist was about this being Grant Morrison weird, it really is. And I feel yeah. like I did not not like it. I read the, the art's fantastic, by the way. Uh, I think... Liam Sharp is somebody who going into this series we're like how's that gonna look I think he does a fantastic job actually um, his colors are always good fantastic and then there's like he takes so much time with detail that it makes it look even though it's like fucking crazy it, it looks real so right. um, in real not in the sense of it looks like photographic it looks like uh, lived and it looks like it actually could exist um, but there's so much going on yeah. so much references that I don't get so many references that I do get, but also I'm not sure what they mean mm-hmm. that I feel like this issue, if I was more interested, I'd probably go back and reread it and be like, Oh, that's what that means. That's what that means. And maybe go read up on it. But I think I'm just going to let it happen. It's fine. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's fine. I didn't not like it. You can, the main thread line, you can know what's going on. Then you go for that cosmic rail, all this shit. So, but otherwise, you know, I wouldn't give this to somebody and be like, oh, this is a, this is a, a good place for Green Lantern to start. Like, yeah. no. This is way out there. I mean, it, I, I liked it. But yeah, I think you got to do what Marvin said. Just read it. Enjoy the parts that you enjoy and just try it's to get over, through it. Right? They're only doing 12? I thought, well, this, I thought, I thought this was no, season one. This is season one. so he's. Gonna I know, but they haven't years. announced season two. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. But I guess we haven't even... Has the solicitation for 12 come out yet? Well, this is, well, 10, this is 10, 11, 12. Maybe. So. I know... 12 in October is coming out, and that's the last thing I've seen. But yeah. Okay, so I would have to wait till November to see if there's... They'll probably do maybe the image way and do a trade, or who knows? If it ends at 12, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, because, like, you know, Graham Morrison is doing a good job on this book, but, I mean, does it doesn't know... I don't know if I really see a plan. There's not really an overarching arc. It's just, like, a bunch of one-shots. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it could yeah, end, but... It could end. So, I mean, I... I don't have much to say about this. Like the art was good, the story was interesting, and I liked the individual lanterns. You know what I thought? But it was kind of when I was halfway through this book, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk. About. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Say, that's what it was. Right now, I'm just going. Yeah, I, li- I like the character development for these other these other lanterns. Uh, I but I don't know what Hal really was doing because I don't understand the last issue, which is this is a three issue arc actually. Cause Two issues. The, no, because because. Hal's part took care of from the last issue where he was with Abin Sur, the demon hunter. And then when they came to collect him, I mean, oh. it tied right into it. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then there's one more issue after this that ties it all together. <laughs> what was that, like two months ago? What? That issue? No, it was... The annual came out last. and then yeah. Last week. And all then right. it was like earlier in the month oh, okay. of July. <laughs> I don't remember that month. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I'm going to give it a seven. I mean... 
That seems Maybe it'll pay off more in the next issue or so. The art, but the art's fantastic. As I'm going to give an eight for the art. Because when I read that the first introduction of Hippie Green Lantern, there's a lot of colors. Hey, there's man. a lot of detail. It's he good. Wants, he just wants to smoke that weed. Of course. Batman says, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do dope, bro. I don't do I don't like that weed, bro. You know, get out of my face. Get out of my face. He, I like how he throws it at the bad guy to be like, hey, man, cool down. <laughs> smoke this, bro. Well, next we got uh, Berserker Unbound, written by Jeff Lemire, with art by Mike Diodato Jr. Um, I will say, put in my two cents right away. A million times better than issue one of Conan the Barbarian. Million. A I lot, liked it instantly. A lot less word bubbles. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it's a simpler uh, start. I did feel like it was a little too simple of a start. Like, I felt like I needed a little bit more. I mean, I did enjoy it. Yeah. But it felt like I read it like in two seconds. Well, so I burned it, well, through there this was so a quick. Lot of, there was, yeah, it was a lot of the art telling the story, for sure. It, the art's fantastic, too, by the way. So Probably the best Diodato I've seen. Yeah, that's really cool. It's a nice, cool. simple start. Right? The guy goes, the village is uh, burnt, and everybody died his uh, wife. Well, he tells you the whole reason he's doing this is for his wife and his daughter, who he's on the way home to, sees some smoke. He goes, mm, I know that burnt flesh smell. Mm. Runs over, finds out that his wife and daughter have been killed. And then behind him, he goes, oh, I'm, a, I'm a berserker, bro. Let's do this. Yeah, all the bad guys are still there. And beats the shit out of everybody. Kills them all. But then he gets stabbed on the side by an axe, and he runs. And he goes, I'm not a berserker. I'm not a warrior. I'm not a hero. I'm a coward. But he was like, I should just die and go join them. But he's like, no, I'm going to stay alive. Goes into the cave. Mm -hmm. Some weird shit happens in that cave. Magic. Looks like magic. He's like 12 symbols on the the wall, and he picks the pink one. He's like, oh, this fuck. This must just be which version of hell I want to go to. I'll pick the pink one. And he shows up in uh, looks like uh, Manhattan, Manhattan, Chicago, some sort of city, some uh, homeless guy. I didn't know if it looked, to me. I thought it was Nick Fury. He kept saying, he kept saying, "Are you trying to uh, encourage my, my home, bro? Yeah, steal my shit." So I assume he was homeless because yeah. he was in the middle of the fucking forest. Yeah, unless he lives in the forest. Maybe he's got like a cabin out there. Or something. Maybe, but he healed, healed him up. Um, did he heal him up? No, <laughs> no, he, he just, just left him there to go get help, and oh. then Berserker stands up and looks and he sees, sees the city. city. Yeah. Um, I thought that battle scene was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was so bloody. Like, holy shit, there's corpses everywhere. I assume if this is because it's six issues, right? Four, four. If it's oh, okay. If it's four issues, it's actually is gonna uh, make my case more. I just feel like it's a very simple story. It's mm-hmm. gonna be good art and be fast paced like this because you wouldn't w- waste a whole issue on this. Like, uh, right away getting into it. like you get transported. Uh, if the rest isn't gonna be as fast paced, so right. I'm. Like, I don't want to ruin the book for myself, but I'm assuming there's another issue of him getting through the city, uh, and all it's going to be is much like Old Man Logan, where he just wants to get back to the wasteland. Somehow he reverses time his family's life. It's going to be a happy story. Or sure. or this could be a real shit fest. I remember he gets back um, when they're attacking the village, and he has to fight them, and he still fails. And he has to die. He just goes, bro, Yeah, I'm maybe tired. he dies, and they live. Hey, but some of the story is going to take place modern day, so who's he going to fight modern day? Taxis. Taxis. <laughs> <laughs> Big yellow, big yellow dragon so goes and kills the train. I did like the opening taxes. when he's walking and he kind of explains who he is. You know, I shouldn't compare. I mean, this is literally Conan, just not Conan. Um, what I didn't like about Conan is that like it just assumes you know who he is, so new readers are like fucked. Um, or this is like it introduced you to the character. The story was easy to follow. Lots of good battle and art scenes. Um, and by the end of the book, you're like, oh, I know where this is going. So. I would give it a. I'm gonna give it an eight. Did you think that the uh, scene where he fights that whole uh, army, uh, that bloody scene you were talking about, is kind of 300 ish? 
the way, of, the, the, oh, way the panel's yeah. set up, yeah. they're all coming Where they're cli- almost one. climbing over each other to yeah. attack him. It's just mm-hmm. him. I thought it was. Yeah, it was, it was good. Sweet. It's a nice little panel. I actually, I'm going to give this one a really strong nine, almost a ten, just because I really did enjoy it. It did have that 300-esque feel to it. What did you give it? Eight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight. I felt like there's, I felt like I was good, but I'm so hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah. This but is which the, is what you this need. Is the appetizer. I'd rather do that than get this and be like, I don't want to read the rest. Mm-hmm. So it's good on Jeff. But yep. also I feel like, eh, a little bit more, maybe Jeff. You know, right. I can't you know, I can't eat these more portions. But who's but, who's to say that issue two doesn't show up in its full story and we're like, Wow, I am so I mean. stuffed. Maybe this is just the appetizer. Yeah, just mm-hmm. Show us what it's like. It's good. I actually really did enjoy this. And like I said, that Dio Daughter art seemed to have more crisp lines, less less sketchy look to it. I think the scene I think of most is when he sees his dead family, his eyes just like pop out of his head, just like, oh shit. Oh, I always think of the first time where you see like this giant bicep he has with an the axe and sword that are too big for him to wield, but of course this dude works out. Right. Uh, surprised he even got stabbed by that one guy. <laughs> Immortal Hulk number 22, Al Ewing and Joe Bennett, Alex Ross, right on that cover there. Uh, what do you guys think of the Immortal Hulk? This... No offense to this book, this was the slowest issue for me to read. I struggled to get through it because I didn't realize that the Joe is Bruce, right? That's the other person. Yeah, Joe Fix It. Right. Okay. Uh, He didn't realize that he's been Joe Fix It? No, no. I know he's been Joe for the last couple issues. Um, But he doesn't look like Bruce to me. Like, he does, but he doesn't. He looks like a... I mean, I guess he's a... He kind of looks like a... A artist, a hustler. uh, You watched Dexter, right? Showtime? Yeah. Yeah. Wearing that Hawaiian shirt, and then when he came out Kinda. of the apartment, they looked like Dexter's apartment. I was like, somebody like Dexter, Joe Bennett, of course, <laughs> loves that show. It's the best. But um, I wanted to say that so Joe Joe Fixit usually is like a night guy, like he's that there at night. Uh, so that's why he's like, oh, I like this sunshine. Wait, is Joe. that mean? Is that when he's not the Hulk and he's Bruce? He's Joe Fixit. Joe Fixit is like the gray Hulkish guy. Right. Oh, I see. The gangster. Because each each guy, but he figured out a, a way Hulk. to like take over Bruce. It's when Bruce needs his help. So. Well, okay. Bruce is in there for like a couple panels when he's trying to talk to Betty. And he then is, Joe he can't takes take over. it. He can't right. take talking to Betty oh. like that. And so he's like, changes to Joe so that way it's easier for him to talk to Betty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. So it was Bruce to begin with. It was with. Bruce. Yep. And, and then when Joe. she is still she's Red like, Harpy. She's like, yeah, no, I, I can't change back. This is me. He's like, I can't do this too hard. And so how come they Joe. were showing her not as Red he, Harpy? She though. can. By her, she when she's it. by herself in the bathroom, she's Betty. She showed everybody. So when she's around people, she turns to red heart people. When she's by herself, she can change back to Betty. Uh, but I guess like she wants to put out that like that's who she is now, Red Harpy. Mm-hmm. And like Betty is not her. So that when she's hiding, it's Betty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of because she's the wounded. opposite of the Hulk, like what Bruce right. wants to do. So. Hmm. Um, I'll agree it's kind of a little slow. More character building in this issue. I did like the interactions. I did like the art, Joe Bennett. Um, mm-hmm. I did, like did you his, like all uh, the alpha flight no, scenes? No, no, no. I thought that was kind of boring. I put that shit in a fast forward in my brain. I just yeah. kind of... Um, but I didn't, it. It, had, it had valid points to it where, I mean, they're talking about Walt being dead and it's like, oh, Walt, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see if he's dead because he might still have gamma enough to heal because they're talking about Doc Samson. What? Yeah, Puck. I was say this didn't seem like the puck we knew from Old Man Logan. This yeah. seems like a pompous jackass. Right. Well, he was wearing that Kenny X Force that we used to read. He's a pompous jackass. I guess he is. Yeah. I guess that's his character. He's Canadian. No offense, Canadians. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> they're nice. <laughs> anyway, then you get All into the, the 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 general. Was it General Fortin? Yeah. yeah. And you get that that, that his is that abomination is fucking scary especially in him as it's starting to take over his body i mean take over his body take over his blood as he's has a bloody nose and it's green 
course. We all got gamma and blood. And it's constant. And like it's, it's constant. constant nosebleed. <clears throat> so 11 from Stranger Things, you got something unlike this. But the amazing thing that Fortin has done, one, he's already taken over the husk of Abomination, and he has now a group of psychics that when A-Force, or not A-Force, um, Alpha Flight is talking, yeah, we're going to go beat the shit out of him, we're going to surprise him, blah, 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 and they show up. It's, like they, it's not like they have uh, mind reading. And boom, they show up all surrounded, abomination, everybody's there. It's like, yeah, we have it. And then, of course, the big green giant shows up, knock, knocking on that door. Well, it's because Rick Jones was privy to information about where the base was located. Um, So in his subconscious, he remembered that, tells Hulk and Harpy and all of them. That's how they find out. So when they know that Alpha Flight's going to come there and try to wipe them out because (laughs) General Fortin, like, killed a lot of people and like did a lot of bad things um they trapped him and then that's when hulk and harpy and them show up and rick jones uh i don't know how rick jones is in fighting condition so that'll be interesting to see um but yeah this was like a kind of regrew back in that that uh bathtub yeah that, that scene where uh betty's sitting next to him kind of reminds me of tmt the first movie kind of where raf or sitting next, Leo Leo sitting next to raf bringing him back to life and then mm. here they all come to a fight knock knock yeah um, no, no. <laughs> uh, I would have okay. liked to see more Hulk, obviously, and more Bruce Banner, Joe Fix at that gang. But we got a lot of Alpha. Like I was, like Marvin said, the Alpha Flight stuff. I mean, just kind of flew by in my mind. It was there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of characters I don't really care about. So I like the ongoing dynamic with Joe and Bruce and how that works out. Yeah, and him going to Hulk. Like it's nice that all these personalities that we've seen before are now all present in a way. And I'm curious to see where Al's going to take this thing. Mm-hmm. I would nice give this... I'm going to go with seven. Nice. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Mm, I'd agree seven. It was good, but it could have had a little bit more... Not necessarily the action, but for me, this wasn't as much of a friendly reader book because I don't know all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm not privy to uh, Joe Fix-It and all that jazz. Alex, what would you give it? Do you give it a seven? Eight. Do you give it an eight? Okay. <clears throat> nice eight. We got Batman 76. Was this City of Bane number two, written by Tom King, art by Sandu Florea, Norm Raz Rapmund, and the art on that cover, and I guess art inside even, was Tony S. Daniel. There's a lot of artists on that book. Uh, I was telling the boys before the, not the boys, the men. Before the beginning of the show, um, it wasn't the worst Batman I've read, at least from Tom King. Uh, definitely not the best Batman I have read. We see uh, a little bit of Catwoman trying to wake up Bruce as she stole some amazing art art artistry, a beautiful painting that she's going to sell to a seller and and make some moolah to help uh, Bruce heal up because you know to heal takes money. Bruce doesn't need money. I wish all three pages of the Batman and Bruce Wayne story were just thrown out of this. Yep. I think it the pacing was off, like doing well, one page right or a half a page every now and again. It made no linear sense whatsoever, and so I, that's stupid. And we watch What's-Her-Face, Gotham Girl, um, beat the shit out of Captain, Captain, Captain Adam. Captain Adam. And he gets, does he get captured by, where does he get thrown to? He gets thrown to the water. Just out of Gotham. But then who who gets him? Um, the hench people Robin? from Bane. No, Robin does. Yeah, Tim. True. Yeah, no. He's talking to Tim. Is he talking to Tim? Yeah. But he got. Didn't he lose his powers? 
He got a thing his, put on him. Okay, so they they did get a hold of him though, and they took yeah, but Tim got him dampened his power. Oh, he did get him out. Yeah, and then Tim then Tim was talking to Damien afterwards. Right. Oh, okay. And then another like this person doesn't know who Damien is kind of thing happened where there was a line where it's like, well, Alfred could get hurt uh, in some situation, and Damien's like, that's not my problem. I was like, fuckers say what? That was yeah, but in that instance. I felt like Damien's trying to be tough because at the end, he's like, so what do we do? Like to Tim, yeah. he kind of breaks through that and he's kind of like, then he goes, yeah, now I'm worried. Like, what are we going to do? I'm scared. Let's, what are we going to do? Now, oh, so the he one. He was gri- trying to, be, until he kicked that fucking wall, <laughs> then he kind of slowed down. Yeah. So. My big gripe, and I, I needed some clarification. Yeah. In the War of Jokes and Riddles, yeah. Kite Man dies. T- Who's this Kite Man? He died? I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought he died. His son died. Yeah. Was his son a, got shot. His son died, not him. Yeah. Okay. How is he okay? I don't remember. He's a fucking steel trap. I, I don't like remember. Tonight, you're having I'm issues pretty with sure that he died. But okay, that's You fine. want me to look it up? Yeah. I, want right, you, I need to find out because if he died, uh, Tom King screwed up. If he didn't, then obviously I just can't remember stuff from I think he died. 75 issues ago. Um, Maybe the coolest part of this whole issue that I really liked is when... Uh, Batman or uh, Batman Flashpoint is taking on Scarecrow and he's chasing him and he finally catches up to him and he's like, do you want, he says, easy or hard? And Scarecrow loves fear and like anxiety so much. He's like, hard, please. (laughs) And I was like, fuck yeah. Like that was pretty cool. That like, even though he knows it's going to be a more brutal punishment, like he'd rather take the hard way than the Is Thomas killing them? I don't know. He did stab uh, Kite Man with the Batarang. And I'm pretty sure any kind of knife or battering or blade into the chest usually means you're probably going to die. Maybe he just poked him in the sternum, so the bone caught it, and he's fine. Oh, man. It was almost mid-battering. I'm I'm confused on what Thomas is doing, because the way I understood it is the heroes keep getting thrown out of the city. You try to fight them, they take you. But And then I understood as the villains are getting captured and reformed by Psycho Pirate. Well, they're trying to show that Gotham doesn't have any villains thanks to this Batman. So we don't need the other Batman. Yeah, we don't need and Bruce. So, Thomas is taking care of it. You know, I think Bane's on a walkie-talkie in there, like, talking okay. with Gotham Girl. Like, hey, this is what he it's supposed to be like. He does not? Okay. So this is, this is still dead Kite Man. This is the regular Kite Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. His son dies. Okay. At Sorry, the end, I apologize, at the end, Tom he, King. He helps Riddler and Batman find Joker. His last. Oh, that's right. They fly him into the building. Yeah, he's still alive. That's right. I forgot. See, I'm getting old. Can't remember these things. Um, Gotham Girl is getting more and more terrifying. She's super OP, obviously. And oh, she's uh, gonna die though. Yeah. Uses powers all the time. Right. Exactly. She should have been dead a long time ago. She's flying. I'll tell you con- what. I, what I liked constantly. about this issue. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. She's flying constantly, and she's using superpowers to keep. Well, just to fight this one guy that we know of. Right. But I'm excited for when Bruce shows up into town and just breaks her in half. It kind of be like if you didn't have a gas uh, gauge and you didn't know how much gas you had. Mm-hmm. You got fucking fucking Florida all the time. Fucking. <laughs> and you just uh, wasted gas all the time. What the fuck's she doing? Yeah, she's going to die sometime. Um, what I did like about this issue is that from the last issue, he was still in uh, the desert and Cat One found him. I'm glad we don't have like three or four issues of him recovering in the in the desert and then getting brought back to Gotham. It just cut to he's right in Gotham. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's get to who? Oh, Thomas. No, Batman. No. 
Yeah. He's on the couch. Bruce is on the couch. Uh, Yeah, Catwoman. But Catwoman was in Gotham stealing stuff. And she comes in and she goes. I didn't realize she was in Gotham. I thought they were still in the snowy Himalayas. Same here. In her because that's where she cut uh, last time. Nah, I'm pretty sure she was in Gotham. Hmm. She talks about stealing shit. Yeah. And then she's got she, a, a. I'm gonna look it up buyer. again. Yeah, you better look that up. I don't know. Because I was pretty sure up. she was still in. We don't want to ruin uh, Tom King's Batman Redemption arc by him already being in Gotham. And you know what the weird thing is? I know we give this book a lot of gripe. Who is to say that from issue eighty to eighty-five is not pure gold and it's amazing and it? I like that. Really I does. It was fine. It wasn't the best that I've read, but it's not the worst I've read. It was like this was a six. There was things that were interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with the six also. Like, Bruce Wayne was sleeping the whole time. Thomas was beating the fuck out of people. Gotham Girl did what she did last issue. And then Catwoman steals things and is hitting on unconscious unconscious Bruce. Bruce. Oh, she's in Paris. They're in Paris. Ah, Just just wake up. Yeah. I'll show you the time of your life. Low six. I'm ready for something else. Uh, I give it a high eight. Really? Strong eight, baby. Strong eight. Strong eight. I loved it. Strong eight, regular six, low six. The only thing I didn't like is that I'm a little confused on Scarecrow was running away from the guys, and so was Kite Man, right? Yeah. I don't know. That part seemed a little So are they bad guys? That don't want to be bad anymore. Well, they don't. They don't want to work for psychopaths. They don't want to be captured and become zombies, basically mind zombies. So I don't Mm. know. I just thought that part was a little weird, but otherwise it's fine. What what happens when Bruce comes back? Mainly because he sees his papa is using a gun, and he's like, "Motherfucker!" He knows he's using a gun. I'm gonna come kick your ass. By the way, also, I mean, what confused? I mean, what not confused me? What what I didn't enjoy about the scarecrow part is that I was taken out a little bit because a that's a new design, right? Like. It's called back to old suits. Yeah, it's the old like animated suit. And then two, when Thomas goes, "How do you want it? The easy way, the hard way." He goes, "The hard way, please." I was like, "Doesn't Scarecrow like He's obsessed with fear? With fear, but why does he want to get beat harder? Because it <laughs> he, he doesn't like pain, does he? He's a master. But he's obsessed with more fear. He the harder way generates more fear. But if he says, "Come on, give it to me," that's not fear then. But the weird thing is that he like, wouldn't be afraid. But I would think that he would likes you hear him hard, please. But he, but I think because that to me, well, it's fear of getting the shit kicked out of him. But the weird thing is that, like, when you play Arkham Asylum and you listen to the videotapes of Crane, and Bruce then comes at the end, last issue and he goes, "Are you afraid?" And he is afraid. He doesn't. I don't think he wants to be afraid. He wants mm-hmm. to instill fear on in other people. That it is funky that he would agree to have the hard way. But I suppose the easy way is you yeah. get to become a zombie. He's like, I want. I'd rather be beaten to a pulp than be taken over by a psycho pirate and work for Bane. I think. Well, I think that's still gonna happen. But he's gonna. Well, he's gonna get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. But at least he'll be like, yeah, I went down with. It's funny weird that he was like basically like, go ahead and hit me, daddy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last for tonight, we got Die Number Six, written by Kieran Gillen, with art by Stephanie. Is that die Hounds. or die, die, die? No, this is just it's one just, die. Just singular just die. Okay. Uh, this is more, I would say, about uh, what's so, uh, Soul? No, Ash. not Soul. Ash's sister, Angela. Angel- Angela. Um, so Angela is the Neo or the uh, the coder. She uses money for her powers. Right. Coin. Yep. So it's fair gold. Um, yeah. That she has to use to power her dog case and her protection spells are like uh, her cloaking. 
cloaking well, spells. Oh, you're right. You're right. She's got cloaking as well. And they um, obviously means of finding this fair gold are really tough. Or the fact is they can get, and it only lasts one day. So you have one day to use the fair gold once you have it. Otherwise, it disappears forever. Um, mm-hmm. I did like how this had some bits of ash. And who's the Grim Knight? What's his name? Is it Matt? Matt. I want to say it's Matthew. The one that sucks the pain. The Grieve Knight. I think if I click this image, it'll tell, it'll tell me. Here we go. I thought his name was Matt. I can't it remember. is. There you go. Yep, Matt. Matt, okay. Matt, who is the Grief Knight. Sorry, not Grim Knight. Grief Knight. Um, so it's them dealing with Soul, who is now the undead because Ash killed him at the end of the first volume. But he made a declaration as the Game Master that she can now only use Dictator at night. Right, which is, what does that mean? She can control you by telling you what she wants you to do. Oh, right. I want you um, to try and they said the only way they can get out of there is if... I don't quite understand how they can still get out of the die world. Um, the really cool scene is where Ash like, is trying to... It finally hits nighttime. She asks, hey, what is... Um, how did you create the world of die? And he's like, you can ask any question except, except that, that one. one. Which is pretty cool. <clears throat> um, but most of the story other than that is following Angela with her dog Case. She's trying to go back to the people that made her the offer of the powers in the first place? Well, the one thing is that, so they, like you were told, everyone needs to, they all need this coin. They need more money to get everybody out. The only thing is that Ash is asking a hard thing from Angela going, you know, you need to get rid of Case. Case needs to go away so that we don't have to spend so much money. And Angela doesn't dig that so much. So she does go on the adventure to find the, whomever gave her the power, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And when she gets there, they're like, oh, you want to resend your offer, huh? Well, your arm or your dog. And Angela just gets super pissed and is like, why would that ever be a choice? And they said, well, actually, it doesn't matter. Whatever choice you did pick, it doesn't matter. You don't get your stuff. Like, no refunds. Yep. So um, they disappear on her, and she ends up with the most sad scene ever. Uh, sacrificing her robot dog case. So wh- I want to know what did she do? She did she use a common gold or common? I think she converted it to f- instead of powering up case, she let case just fade. Or she took it away from him. Yeah, yeah she sharded him for a gold. Right, basically, <laughs> she uh, resourced out of case to get more gold to protect um, her Ash, Matt, and Soul. Because they needed the cloaking to get to that city. Um, they needed to go hijack a dragon. Yeah, they hijack so they a dragon. So they could go to the other place that they're going. And then going. they fucking kill it. And they kill the dragon. Yeah. They like uh, basically... Uh, Slid his throat. They, they take it over in a way that they like, take over his mind. And then while he drops him off nicely, they fucking... Oh, in the back of the fuck. I thought that part was kind of strange. Yeah, that was where they would kill their yeah, only means. But, of well, they had to kill it because they were going to yeah, be yeah. seen as bad guys. They yeah. wanted to be seen as heroes, dragon slayers. And I, I liked Angela's thought because Ash, Ash tells Angela, well, when we get out of here, you can bring Case back. And she goes, I already killed him once and then I left him. Why would I bring him back to leave him again? Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's, I mean, very sentimental. I had to read it twice, not the book, just that same scene again. Because that's hard. Yeah. It's that like was a pet. I mean... I mean, that, that's her friend. Because the whole time that Angela's going on this quest to go find these people, 
she is talking. She's telling the story, and she goes, "You know, I was I was married, and I had kids, and then I found this woman that I, you know, I spent all this time with, and I fell in love with her, and I, you know, I thought the kids would be understanding that I was bi, but they weren't. They seemed to take it harder, and now I'm trying to think make things better with my husband, and he doesn't really want anything to do with me, but I'm going to do my best to make this family right again." And Case is just, you know, wolf here, wolf there, da 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 da. He's just listening to her. And that's what made it so hard when she died or when she let him go. And that's like when you sit at home and you're going, I've had a shitty day at work. I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to talk to the dog because the dog will listen. Doesn't mm-hmm. inter- interfere by telling you what he thinks. He's just there to be your friend. Right. Yeah, but he's judging your ass all the time. He's not judging your ass. <laughs> I know. He calls me up. Charlie, Charlie tells me, my dog Charlie, Charlie says, calls up and says, Marvin's a piece of shit. You know what this motherfucker said today? Long beer. He told oof, me oof. today that he never gets a fucking day off. <laughs> that sounds about right. He's always, he's always got a job. And he said he put insurance on these fucking comics. What about insurance on my life? It's also uh, I'd give this issue a nine. The art was so good, and I love the story. I can't wait for issue seven. This is issue six. Uh, this is such an original concept, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, this is a ten. I actually really enjoy this. You get the final cliffhanger of... Ash tells you that, you know, we had these lives before and the past is the hardest thing about it to find out she has a daughter. Oh, and that's yeah. what the commander is that is at the new fort that they've gone to. Uh, this book is amazing, touches on all sorts of real, real things that are hard to, to grasp sometimes. Uh, Do you think this, this is, is that ten. blind? She had the kid with that blind knight. Yep. Yeah. I'm guessing that was the blind knight who would do anything for her. And when she left, he went blind and lost everything. And never saw the daughter he didn't know he had. Yep. Get it because he's blind. And now Ash is going to have to tell her. Nine for me, too. It's good. Good stuff. Die number six, Batman number 76. We got uh, Green Lantern number 10. We have X-Men House of X number uh, two. We have Immortal Hulk number 22. And Berserker Unbound number one. Uh, pick up those comic books where you pick up your comic books or online anytime where you want to do once again. I'm not your keeper, but I'm your seeker. This is Wednesday Comics. You know, usually at the end of the show, we do some sort of feature. Uh, and usually in this show, we uh, uh, talk uh, a lot about comics. We every once in a while, like every quarter-ish, or when, you know, when we need some time off, we do a little back matter. But uh, I thought, you know, it's been a while since we uh, did something. I figure maybe we sprinkle them in a little bit more. Uh, not necessarily back matter where we just talk about things, but maybe we might play a game that is kind of loosely uh, related to comics, but not necessarily about comics. So this, this morning, I was watching uh, the uh, first fourth of a nice movie called Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Mm. And there's an actor in that, in that uh, uh, movie. Who is that, Alex? Who's the actor I would like in that movie? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Is it really? And uh, me and Alicia were talking about how he likes Superman. And I was like, yeah, the guy likes comics, right? He uh, used to have Amazing Fantasy number 15. I think somebody fucking stole it. He had Action Comics 1, too. He had Action Comics 1. I think somebody stole that, too. Fuck he you. bought it back. Yeah, he got it back. Just like the Nash- like the uh, Declaration of Independence. Um, and he was Ghost Rider. He was in Kick-Ass. The man loves comics. He's Spider-Man Noir and Into the Spider-Man. Yes, a Superman and Teen Titans go to uh, the movies. Uh, that's why I brought that up. And so the man lives for comics. 
So why would we not celebrate this man? The greatest actor on this earth. Academy Award winning actor, Nicolas Cage. What did he win for? Uh, leaving Las Vegas. Never seen is Depressingly yeah. good. So I figured uh, we're going to play a little game here where I have some movie clips and you guys got to tell me what Nicolas Cage movie that is. Oh, Based God. on the clip, you can buzz in with your name. Uh, same rules apply. You buzz in. If you get it wrong, you have to allow the other person to answer before you can buzz in for a second answer. Um, we'll see how many you guys get. You're going to win. By the way, that was their names at the beginning of the show. Benjamin Gates, that's from National Treasure. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Oh Godspeed, you're from The Rock. The Rock? Yeah. Mm. And I'm from Con Air. Mm. So. Yep. What's yep. his name in Con Air? Um, Poe. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Right. Edgar Allen. So here we go. I'm gonna, oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Marvin just about broke his chair. <laughs> and his spine. <laughs> and our hearts. <laughs> now it's this chair that leans back a lot. It. All right, I'm back. Oh, there we go. Okay, <laughs> wasn't ready for that. Oh, you just broke. You put your back into place like Batman. Tom King's around. So uh, here you go. Let me do a little uh, test here. Test, test, test. Of all the weapons in the vast Soviet arsenal, nothing was more profitable than Optimat Kalashnikova, model of 1947, more commonly known as the AK-47 or Kalashnikov. It's the world. All right, that works. Um, yes, there's that movie. That's a good movie. Lords, Lord of War. That's what that mm. is. Mm. So, a nice little test. But the first one is right here. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm bored. Let's go. What movie is that? Let's go. Let's go. I'm bored. Let's go. I have no idea. Yes, I am. No idea. I'm going to play another clip from the same movie. Here we go. Sean, that hurts. You're not having any fun, are you, Sean? Why don't you come with us? Try terrorism for hire. We'll blow some shit up. It's more fun. What movie, guys? Come on. Alex, yes. the Wicker Man. No. <laughs> you guys don't know you're in a cage. I don't. For the record, I'm not a Nick Cage fan. I would know every single one of these. Garrett, yes. Saving Arizona. No. God damn it. Um, play another clip from the same movie. If I didn't love you so damn much, I'd have to kill you, bro. No? No. You guys going to give up? Yep. Yeah. That's a movie called Face Off with uh, John Travolta, directed oh. by John Woo. There you go. So just going with that one. It's like the only three movies I <laughs> you know. You ever seen from. Face Off? I haven't. First off. Not friends anymore. Why the fuck haven't you ever seen Face Off? It's a really good movie. He yeah. wants to take his face character. off. Him and John Travolta to change faces. All right. Here we go. Um, the next movie. I said, put the bunny back in the box. What the fuck movies are these? <laughs> Um, I said, put the bunny back in the box. Garrett Conair? Yes, correct. One point for Garrett? I'm thinking I remember that they, like, it's that guy, that prisoner's bunny that he wants to give back. Oh, that's his daughter's his da- bunny. He's going to bring it to his daughter. Ah. Get fucked. Get pissed I by fire. I was going to lose this two one. Men I trust. One of them's me. The other's not you. Got him. That's also from Conair. It's a great line, Alex. You started using it. Sorry, boss. But there's only two men I trust. One of them's me. The other's not you. <laughs> that is a good one. 
Here we go. The second one here. Or the third one, excuse me. Someone's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yes. (laughs) National treasure. Yes. Suck it. One or two. One. One. Declaration of Independence. Yeah, they don't steal it in the second one. The second one's called Book of Secrets. (laughs) Where's that book at? Don't they go to the Rushmore? Library of Congress. Here we go. Next one. Well, then I guess I am telling you what you want to hear. Well, then I guess I am telling you what you want to hear. Garrett. Yes. Ghost Rider. No. I don't think he has that accent in Ghost Rider. Uh, just himself on Ghost Rider. Mm, nope, not going to waste it because I don't know. Nope, nope, I do. Alex, kick ass. No. Damn. That was when he was getting beat up and killed. Oh, okay. Uh, anybody? Nope. Uh, I only have one clip for that movie. Raising Arizona. Uh, Garrett <laughs> I said saving early. Arizona earlier. Raising Arizona. What about this one? Don't, don't Alex. <laughs> yes. The wicker man. That's the wicker man. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? I've never oh, seen wicker man. I haven't seen it. I've just always seen this. <laughs> they do Requiem of a Dream in that scene? Huh? They do the song Requiem of a Dream in that? No. I can hear it. Yeah, it's probably from. It's oh. a song part over it. Um, What's that movie about? The wicker man. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's like about a cult uh, uh, that he kind of stumbles upon. Uh, He's a cop. Interesting. Um, I worked at the theater when <laughs> that movie came out. 2016. No, excuse me. 2020, uh, 2006. I worked there in a long time. And uh, you better bet your ass I was in there every single day. <laughs> I saw that movie like at least, not not the whole way through. Yeah. But I've seen the movie, like parts of that movie at least 15 to 20 times. Huh? It's fantastic, guys. <laughs> Missing out on that bear suit, he hits that punches that lady in the face. <sighs> Fantastic. Um, here we go. I am a bad man. Alex? Yes. Ghost Rider. No. <laughs> Here's another one for the same movie. I didn't do it for the money. I did it for the cars. Garrett. Yeah. Gone in 60 seconds. Yes. Correct. What's the other movie I'm thinking of? Oh, I... I... Cars 2. No. <laughs> okay, here we go. Tool up, honey bunny. It's time to get bad guys. Alex? Yes. Kick-ass? It is kick-ass. God, that was... As soon as you said honey, I was like, oh, fuck. You said oh, honey bunny. I've heard this one before. You should have done the oh child. What do you mean in the <laughs> Oh, I think hold on, I think I saw it there. I'm gonna go back to it. Child <laughs> Run child Run Do you see kick ass? That's yeah. my girl. All right. Up you get. Long Come time. on. Two oh, more he shoots rounds. Her in the chest. And then home. <laughs> it's time for Frank D'Amico to go bye bye. Uh, the AR-15 was a lighter, smaller caliber version of what design? Uh, Eugene Storer's AR-10. Now give me a hard one. Uh, yes, I don't see it here, actually. That's, we all know it. Child. All right, I got uh, one more here. Here you go. 
Garrett. Yes. Uh, little vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the movie where Nick Cage is a vampire. I don't know what movie it's called, <clears throat> though. Remember the title? Alex, to hell and back. <laughs> no. That's what I was trying to think of when he was driving. Garrett's on the right no, track. Driving angry. That's what it was. Uh, I don't think he's actually a vampire. I think he thinks he's one. I've Garrett, never seen Confessions of a Vampire. No. Alex, yes. Twilight. <laughs> Uh, so I think Garrett won. Okay. And I, I got two. You got two and he got four? Yeah, I think so. Vamp- uh, that's bullshit. Three. He at least three. Yeah. More National than Treasure, Treasure, you. Conair. Gone in 60 seconds. Gone in 60 seconds. National Treasure. I already counted oh, that yeah. one. So three to two. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I <laughs> it's pretty I raid. <laughs> you guys know I don't watch a lot of movies. Vampire's <laughs> Kiss. Yeah, that's what it's called? That's, that's what that means. I'm surprised you didn't put a line from 8mm in there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Machine? You mean machine? <laughs> I'm going to find my f- machine. <laughs> Never watched that movie. Who's in Demolition Man? Wesley Snipes and... Sylvester uh, Stallone. Stallone, okay. Not Nicolas Cage. No, I know. There's only one movie that I was expecting... Not expecting. I'd, Is this the scene? Uh, it would have been The Croods. Well, Ghost Rider. Oh, and Ghost Rider. Because he's the dad in The Croods. This is it. Let me tell you about Machine. This fucking movie is so... Why do we watch this movie? I, it was just on TV. Oh, we just, it was on one of the premium channels. Love we watched work. it. Oh, you're right. It was on like uh, Showtime Cinemax. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So fucking weird. And it was by Joel Schumacher who created Bat Nipples. So oh, really? It made total perfect sense. Yeah. Well, let's end the show with... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. With that song, is that Nick Cage singing. <laughs> you think he sings? I'm sure, I'm sure he, does. he does. You think he would have played Spider-Man if he had the chance? No. He did play Spider-Man. Did you know uh, Michael Jackson tried to buy the rights to Spider-Man because he wanted to play him? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that was on the show that we talked about this. Did we? I don't remember. Might have. But uh, to end the show, here we go. I think it was on one of those games where it was like the seven questions. Little. Montage of Nick Cage, the greatest actors generations ever seen. And I, I won't debate you. I just know the truth. <laughs> 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 Why is he screaming that? Put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck Mexico! 
horseshit. I fucking yeah! <laughs> you fucks, I hate you. I hate you both. I should fucking both. Just right now, I should fucking kill you fucking both! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? Now, fuck you, fuck! Fuck! Jesus. <laughs> Why does he scream that much? What'd you say? I didn't realize he screamed that much in movies. This is the Wicker Man. Great scene. He's walking down some stairs. What the? (laughs) Oh, there's a rare costume that he's in. Why does he punch her? <laughs> That's the Wicker Man too. The Wicker Man what? That's the Wicker Man. Uh, He's all the Wicker Man. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. Kill me! Is that the Wicker Man? Yes. What is that? So the cult like fucks him up? What is that? What is that? Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! The bees just drop right in. And so they kill him with the bees? No, they burn him. Oh. oh, there's Ghost Rider, baby. You know what? I'll tell you what. Oh, there's only a little bit left. So that movie of the Wicker Man, he figures it out. They kill him and burn him. Jesus. His uncle directed uh, Godfather. Oh. <laughs> That's the plot of the Wicker Man. So if he investigates this cult, figures it out. They well, pour I mean, it's it. not the plot. It's what happens. They pour bees down his mask and then burn him alive. Well, this is the Wicker Man. <clears throat> what do you think you do to the Wicker Man? You that was the Wicker Man, the guy with the paint on his face? Yeah. No, no, no. Not that one. Oh. Uh, the bees and when he punches those people? That's Wicker Man. <laughs> That's the Wicker Man cult? Because <laughs> he finds out they're all part of that cult, so he starts taking them out. And they're called the Wicker Man? No, the Wicker Man's what they worship. Uh, they have a Wicker Man and they burn him alive inside of it. Um, that's the end of the movie? You know, I've never seen the beginning of that movie. Hmm. I've seen it like 20 times, but I always start when he was already there. So hmm. I don't know. And then you just I think you got to watch it all the way through. It's a remake, actually. The Wicker Man is a remake of an older movie. Oh, damn. You also have to watch um, Port of New Orleans, Bad Cop, I think it's called. Bad Lieutenant. Hmm. Bad Lieutenant. That was the one where he pointed the gun at the old ladies. Oh. Fucking fantastic. I didn't realize that Nick Cage was that crazy. <laughs> Man, he Superman. He was in Kick Ass, Big Daddy. He uh, played the old Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze, twice. That second one. He's in Spirit of Vengeance, right? It's fantastic. Is it really? I love it. He loves it, doesn't mean it's yeah, good. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't trust that. So, You guys have never seen it? Nope. Mm-mm. Fuck. 
Well, I know what our commentary is going to be. Um, it's pretty good, actually. I mean, it's not good. Like it's so bad, but it's, it's good. good. No, not even that. Hmm. It's so good, not it's good, but I like it. I don't know what to say. Like in a Batman Forever esque. No, not even that. Batman Better Robin. Batman Robin. I don't think it's even as entertaining as that. As but Batman I, Robin, but I like it. Mm. Yeah, you know what? Next time we do a commentary, that really should be the movie. Yeah, so I, I do want to see that before I die, but I know we'll probably die it. that. Has a couple so. cool shots, like they. Um, so they the actual filmmakers like would hang out to the side of a car on a skateboard and then use a camera to go up. It, it looks. It, and there's some cool shots in it. Does it connect <laughs> to the first one at all? I mean, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Hey, uh, random random question. Uh, there's the Wu Assassin on Netflix that yeah. has the guy from The Raid. Yeah. When are they making The Raid 3? Well, he's doing this TV show now. Fuck The Raid. Oh, fuck that. Get the TV. And they're doing the-, the American version of The Raid first. Yeah. Before that really? third one comes out. Yeah. It's got uh, Crossbones as the main character. They're doing a Shang-Chi movie. You think that's going to be good? I, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Hope Nick Cage is in it. <laughs> oh, Why didn't they get Nick Cage to play Hopefully the, the bad guy. That'd be cool. He could be a crazy <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. When's he going to be in the MCU? Nick Cage. They don't call him up. He'll do anything. Fuck, he's doing all those directed DVD. Uh, they'll make him direct Netflix. when that comes out. Yeah, yeah, you think he'd bring him back? Maybe. I'd bring him back. He did pretty good. Jeez. I thought he did good in the first Ghost Rider. I mean, he looked a little too old to be Johnny Blaze, but. Yeah. You know, bring him back as. Why couldn't he be an older Ghost Rider and then bring in uh, mm. the dude from the TV show? Yeah, what's his name? Robbie Reyes. Robbie. You know what? You're welcome. They Marvel. need new Xavier for the X Men. There we go. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no, to me. And that that would be the that'd be the uh, Charles <laughs> X. <That's> Cerebro. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> Wednesday comic six oh five at gmail.com. That's an email. Address. That's who the X Men have to fight is Charles. Let me know what your favorite Nick Cage movie is. You know what? Actually, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. But I do love the guy. I'm not being sarcastic. And you guys know this. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's true. I'm telling the audience, though. They, they probably think this guy's making fun of Nick Cage, and he actually... Um, I do believe he's one of the greatest actors. We, that See, we, every time you say it, I die a little inside, because it, to me, is it's Is it The Weatherman that he's starred in? He's in The Weatherman. It's a good movie. That's a really good movie. I like that. That's probably my favorite. Adaptation? What's the, uh, what's the one with Tia, uh, Tia Leone? That's The Weatherman. Working Man? Family Man. Family Man. Yeah. It's a lot of movies with Man. Wicker Man. Weatherman. Needs to be, he needs man. to be reminded that he's a man. Mm. Ghost Rider. Fan Man is also good. <laughs> Ghost Rider. At man. Wednesday Comics, that's Twitter. I'm using Castaway, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but. At Alex Pistrello. At Karat2188. At Marvin underscore <laughs> Saguaro. You think he's on Twitter? I don't think he's on Twitter. Nick Cage. Mm, I heard there was a little scandal with his wife, his ex wife. So he had to go uh, <laughs> radio, radio silent for a bit. Nah, he's a good guy. Um, Nick Cage. He's from his actual last name is not Cage. What is it? I just told you his Claws. uncle. His uncle directed Godfather. What's his uncle's name? Scar. <laughs> and his cousin directed Lost in Translation with Bill Murray. No idea. I'm thinking of Mar- Mario Puzo, who's the writer for. That's the yeah, the writer. That's of the author. Book. And his other cousin stars in a lot of Wes Anderson movies. Hmm. We'll get back to it. Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. That's the website, baby. Like the page. Share it around. 
Anchor.fm. Anchor, uh, go there, uh, download the Apple for Wednesday Comics, and subscribe to the show. Leave us a voicemail via that or 605-215-1849. That is also another way you can get to us. Uh, also on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Stitcher Radio. I check Spotify again. Nothing. This hmm. fucker's uh, screwed us over. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. anybody who listens on Spotify, but uh, one day it'll be back there. It's I, I mean, the things in production, we should just email them and say, hey, what happened here? This thing says it's ready to go, but nothing happened. Right. Um, but I, also, I don't remember until the show comes on. So one day I'll, I'll figure it out. YouTube. Find us on YouTube. You can see the gauntlet. Maybe one day we'll see these guys' uh, collection. And Alex can show you the one that's insured. You know what, Alex? You said you got what about a hundred bucks that you uh, keep sacred. No, well that I would keep sacred. What if would you guys have like a top ten issues that you keep that just, like you mean the most to you in that your collection? Ooh, I would say yeah. I, I would want to, but then I'd also hate for people to see what I have. Why? Because I'm a horrible sharer. You don't need to. Sh- you can't share. You're not technically sharing. You're sharing information. You're showing, but I'm showing you what I have. And. And like inviting you to be like, mm, so that, when the comic that company got sold you that 15. book, they they knew that you could buy it. That's true, but it'd be like saying, "Hey, I have Amazing Fantasy 15. Well, we all know you have Saga Number One. So <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> it's possible Are I you don't. Saying, oh, is, is that news about Nick Cage scare you? That his got stolen. Yeah. I mean, is that what you're saying? Well, Alex. Also on the show, you've talked about how you'll shoot somebody who comes to your house. Hey, don't you funny. have Lazarus number one? That's yeah. why he doesn't call for a delivery guy. He's scared the guy's going to see his guy. Hey, you got a sweet house. Fuck you. Get out of here. Shoot him. <laughs> shoot him over some pepperoni. Make it some black Oh, Canadian bacon pineapple, bro. All the way. Shut up. Why would you get that pizza for dinner? Dude, I, I eat that shit for breakfast. What pizza? Pepperoni. Hawaiian. I mean, uh, oh. Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian pizza is like... A novelty thing. You get it when you feel like, hey, let's mix this fucking shit up. Yeah, you don't eat that dessert. at dinner. Okay, so I could literally eat pizza most every day. Yeah. And when I have leftovers, I have them for breakfast. You don't do you change like it Hawaiian up? pizza for breakfast? I, I, dude, I could eat Hawaiian pizza for breakfast. You don't change lunch, it dinner. up, though? It's always Hawaiian? No. I eat, Sometimes I get spinach, um, Alfredo sauce, I chicken and bacon. I do all the time. No, I don't do. I don't. Sometimes I do like the spice stuff. That's why I get I like a buffalo food. chicken pizza. That's not bad. I like barbecue Depends. chicken pizza. That shit. Depends on how what, how good of a sauce they put on it. Because sometimes you get that cheap sauce. I want, I want legit sauce. Mm, I'll give you some sauce. Rootsofthswampthing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Uh, at DCWorld Swampy and on Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. The Swamp Thing uh, series just uh, wrapped up there. So there you go. Uh, John Boylan is the world's... Uh, his largest collection of Swamp Thing memorabilia. And you know what? He's open about that, and Alex, and he shares that shit all the time. I know so he Think does. about that. I know. I got to think about my mentors. Um, you know, you don't want to share with the group, and these people have been ca- uh, clamoring for it. They say, where's the Bastralo? want to see his books. What does he got? Team and T number one? I do. Well, then, let's see it. Two of them. What does he got? Saga number one? Got it. You see that? Confirmed. Two of them. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. 605-215-1849. You can leave a voicemail about a certain book club, right, Garrett? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Captain America Winter Soldier Ultimate Collection written by Ed Brubaker, Steve Epstein, Mike Perkins, Michael Lark, and John Paul Leon. Leon, Leon. There we go. We got some uh, Winter Soldier. It's a good book. Make sure you get the Ultimate Collection as it collects issues one through. 
nine. through nine and eleven through fourteen. And that's what we're gonna be talking about. Because issue ten is something weird. So tie in with um I'm gonna only House read of issue M. 10. So. That's right. Not House of X. What? I'm gonna only read issue ten. That way I <laughs> Guys, can Guys, I'm so confused of what's going on. <laughs> so Nick Cage, yeah. mm-hmm. since he l- loves comics, you think he still gets comics to this day? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Weekly? I think he goes physical. Digital? Oh, I'm sure he goes both. Probably digital. He's always on the move. But I could see him being one of those people, though. If you literally have Amazing Fantasy 15, you have Action yeah. Comics number one. You want to get those books. You yeah, want to literally own them. I mean, he gets both. He does both. He's rich. He's got money. They still he got digital do. copies in the side of the book? I don't look for them. Uh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I think they do. Maybe he goes to both. Mm. Maybe he buys those extra uh, dollars, spends an extra dollar on He throws them at his assistant, like, file this away. A, B, C, D, H, J. Do you know how to yeah. file this? Yeah, I was going to say, file my comics in alphabetical order. A, B, 14. <laughs> I really do love the band. I mean, Eric's trying to turn me down with his news of uh, not being nice to his ex-wife, but I won't take it. Is it, it. That's why it was his ex-wife. He's now a single man. He might have a girlfriend. I don't know. He's looking for you. He's yeah. looking for Marvin in his life. Oh, yeah. Francis Ford Coppola. Is his uncle. Oh. Sophia Coppola is his cousin. Uh, Jason Schwartzman is also his cousin. Uh, his actual last name is Nick Coppola, but he wanted to succeed on his own merits and not on his uncle's uh, fame. And so he changed his last name to Nick Cage uh, because he likes Luke Cage. So. Uh-huh. Is that real? Oh, yeah, cool. 100%. What's his son's name? Frank. Nope. Hang on. Um, Luke's Clark. daughter's name was Danielle, so he named his son Daniel. Daniel Jewel. There you no, go. No, it's Cal L. It's his son's name. Cal, and his real name is L. Uh, Coppola. Fuck yeah. My he hero. Loves Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad name. Cal? Cal's fine. Yeah. And then L is your real name? And then Coppola? Cal Coppola. Cal Coppola. Sounds good. I mean, compared to some names, it's not an apple. Apple pie, cream mm-hmm. pie. It's not north. South. East. Yeah. North. <laughs> we got to wrap this shit up. People are probably tired of us talking about Nick Cage, but I love him, man. This episode's going to be called... Love you, Nick Cage. Where are you? P.S. I love you, Nick Cage. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> we love you 4,000. <laughs> Nicholas Coppola. <laughs> you know, I hope one day I could be him. I mean, as good as him. Mm. Have that career he has. Although, you know what? You could probably pull out being little you, you just You need to yell more frantically. You're working yeah. on it, though. You're doing really well. We're proud of you. You know, sometimes you love things. You gotta let it go. We all have dreams. Not me, though. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it tight until I die. Nick Cage, Ghost Rider himself. Superman. Big Daddy. Well, only on the animated screen, never actually to be live action Superman. <laughs> yeah, but he put the suit on for a second. Oh my god, he'll be crabbing the hunter. He, he wasn't in any live production of Superman. Hmm. One day he will be. Because that movie would have sucked. Ass. That's the, when they rebooted, that's what's going to happen. Hmm. No, it won't happen. Nick Cage? I got you, man. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Thank God I'm not a fan of Nick Cage. Hey, everyone. Keep turning those pages.